how are we going to move forward as a nation in sports, right? Yeah, I think it depends. I mean, I think South Korea faced the same thing as well, right? right. So South mm. Korea, like, there's also, like, military, right, right, right. Um, like, obligations. And I think for them, if they win a gold medal right. or something, they, they are win a medal. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one thing. Another thing is that, for example, recently also, you know, the whole BTS debate, right? Like, yeah. whether BTS should go to the army was also a huge debate. Right. Mm. So I think re- regardless, like, there will always be this conversation that's ongoing. So I'm not sure, like, how that will turn out. But I think what we can do is also just change the perception at the earlier stage. Yeah. So in South Korea, people actually, like, see sport as, like, a job. A right. career. Some, right. Yeah, a career, right. something that I can pursue. Yeah. But in Singapore, it's just something as a, like, as a CCA. Yeah. Once <laughs> CCAs don't exist in your life, then yeah. you shouldn't continue right. doing it. Hey guys, we're back with another episode with Crystal from Slickflow. Let's move on to something that's maybe a bit closer to you. You are an athlete, right? right you yeah. did fencing, you've yeah. done softball for yeah. quite a number of years. A so I, swimming. Yeah, oh, swimming yeah, as swimming. well. Yeah. Online, we came across something called Athlete, Im- athlete Impact. So this actually came out as an idea with one of my friends. Mm-hmm. So um, I was still in Hong Kong and I was watching the Olympics first Tokyo, you know, the Summer right. Olympics mm-hmm. and Beijing, right. the Winter Olympics. And I got really obsessed okay. <laughs> over the Olympics. Right. Right. Yeah. And then I think as every athlete, like, you know, some point in our lives would be like, oh, can I make it to Olympics? Yeah. Right. So whenever the Olympics came out, I would mm-hmm. just Google, what's the easiest spot to get into the Olympics? For? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what's, then, what's the answer? I don't have. <laughs> yeah, I'm still looking for it. Yeah. So I was actually looking for it. And then at the time when I was looking for it, I asked myself, actually, why am I looking for this? Like, why do I want to go to the Olympics for? Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Then I thought to myself, okay, I'm actually not that kind of like high level athlete, right? right. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just there for the fun. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to go to the athletes' village and to mingle with right. other athletes. Because for me, like when I represented Singapore at the ASEAN University Games, that was the mm-hmm. fun part for me. Yeah. Like winning was not a thing. It was more like, I've only fans for two years. How can I win anything, right? So I was just like, just go there, have fun, and then see what like the athletes' village is about. Right. So that was mm-hmm. fun. I got to meet like lots of different athletes from all over the world, as well as like different sports and everything mm-hmm. else. So I thought, oh, that's what makes being in the Olympics fun, exchanging pins, right. you know? So, and then I was talking to my friend who who is also like a um, athlete. She plays golf for Hong Kong. And then we had this idea and it was like, hey, yeah, what if we have an athlete village, but on Zoom or online, you know, where we don't have to meet in person, but we can still meet people. So we talked with this idea for a bit and then we were just thinking, you know, don't think so much. Just do it. So it was a very startup mindset. We had nothing. We didn't have a website. We have no, (laughs) nothing. I mean, even now it's to Google. It's still very bare. What we did was we started DMing a lot of people, people that we did not know. Okay. And then we just told them, say, hey, you know, we're actually going to have a little dinner with like athletes. Would you like to join? We DM like, people with blue ticks on like Instagram. Wow. We DM people who like were just starting out in the sport. We people DM people who might not even be in Hong Kong at that point of time. Okay. And then a few people actually replied. So, so these were all Hong Kong based athletes. Yeah, this is Hong Kong based athletes okay. at first. Yeah. So it was gonna be a physical Yeah, it was gonna be a physical right. thing. So right. uh we booked a nice dinner place. Okay. And then we just waited to see who would come. Okay. And then after that, yeah, people And the came. cost was purely on you. Yeah, me and my friend. Wow. Yeah. Right. What constitutes as an athlete? Right, so at that point of time, right? Not me and you, man. <laughs> no, so you played soccer five months ago. Yeah. Five months ago. <laughs> yeah, so for us at that, um, so we were thinking of like having common themes in every meeting. So okay. that 
theme was that we played sports overseas. That All means right. you pursued sports in university, but that university was not in Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we basically got um someone who swam for University of Michigan, and mm. she ended up representing Hong Kong at the Olympics. Wow. And then we also had someone who played um golf at Boston University. We had someone to play tennis at Yale and stuff like that. So wow. like, okay. lots of different athletes right. from overseas. And that was good because we all had a shared overseas uni experience. Nice. I mean, they all went to America. I went to Singapore. Mm. So still, still overseas, <laughs> hey, right? Man, in a Hong Kong context, up, right? Singapore is up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was a nice night. We just had yeah. a nice chat about a lot of like things that athletes think about. Nice. Like, so how many people did turn up? Um, five, six. Yeah, so it was oh, yeah, a small group. Yeah, For first time. Yeah, that's right. right. So that's all, that was what we were doing. And I think we talked about a lot of things like the state of sports right. or um, what do we do after being an athlete or should we pursue pro or not pursue pro? Because right. some of them were still undergrads right. or some of us are actually like working already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, taking your degree, you don't know whether you want to pursue your degree or, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Because like, so we were talking about um, the Olympics and right. then this um, um, swimmer, her name is Claudia. She actually went to the Olympics for Hong Kong. Wow. And then so we were asking her about like, oh, did you have that post-Olympic slump? Or, you know, how do you train for Olympics? How do you commit four years of your life to do something? Right. You know, there's a lot of things that we can yeah. talk about, right, right. right? So, yeah, so that was, that was pretty fun as well. Learned a lot from different sports and learned a lot about what sport meant to them. Mm. So, I mean, but this, at the end of the day, this is a very side project. So yeah. something that when me and my friend have time, we work on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So even though we're trying to like get more things up and going, but you know, mm-hmm. with expansion, with me flying every two weeks, yeah. that's that's been a bit tough. Right. Yeah. But I hope that we can do more soon. So actually mm-hmm. now, I'm trying to get one together in Singapore actually. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. I actually also DM'd a lot of people already. We'll see, we'll see how many people turn up. Right. But right. yeah. Okay. And I think because I feel that sport has a lot, has a, a, a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I'm just comparing to maybe, let's say, other Asian countries. Let's For say, sure. Let's say like South Korea. Right. Or let's say even Hong Kong itself. Right. What I'm seeing in Hong Kong is that a lot of athletes actually end up doing some entertainment stuff. Right. Let's say acting movies, magazine spreads. And like endorsements, right. right? Singapore also. I mean, we have like athletes who are like on the face of Milo or the right, face of right. Grab. I mean, they just find our swimmer lah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So Milo Grab, very commercial, not commercial, very like consumer brands, right. you know. But I was thinking, hey, how come? Our Singapore athletes are face of like these consumer brands, while the Hong Kong athletes are like faces of like luxury brands. Mm. Right. They're on those like fashion spreads, right, you know, right, wearing right. like branded goods and they look very elegant all the time. And here we have, I guess, like people in green. Right. Yeah, you know, I'm not, say- I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, right. but I'm just saying that... It, Why it, are we not giving more attention to these athletes? You no, know, it shapes the perception of how people yeah. see sports. Right, for sure. Yeah, right. so I think like if you see sports something that you want to aspire towards versus sports something that a very everyday you right. and I think, right. it's a very different way you're treating right. the sport True. itself. For sure. I yeah. mean like... I think us telling our parents that, oh, I want to play football or hockey yeah. or whatever right? at that age is like, where is he going to bring you? Mm. Yeah. Right? Just get your degree and go and work, mm. right? Yeah. yeah and, and we are further feeding that perception of what sports actually means yeah. Yeah. Uh, through all these things. Whereas actually sports create so much discipline and, you know, yeah. the teamwork. And I think team also world. because like, you know, when I compare to this, right, then that's like kind of like an a way out in right. sports because they always think like oh when you're in school yes play sports get all the medals and then right. when you're done in school okay please stop doing it right. yeah. you know and that's what the parents are always say right, right? Mm-hmm. but then in Hong Kong these people actually like pursue it because mm. I think one of the reflection points was that in Tokyo Hong Kong got like six medals and right. mm-hmm. that was wow you know I don't think Singapore has ever gotten six in a single 
edition of the games yeah, yet. Yeah. And and that one, Hong Kong won their first ever like fencing gold medal. Oh. And then that really brought the whole city together. Yeah. It was like, wow. Yeah. You know, all the videos, just people cheering yeah, and everything. Right, right. And then, so I think we also had two from swimming and then we had... um judo cycling and i think right. table tennis as right. well for like yeah so that was six in total and then singapore didn't really do that well in that edition of the games mm. which is fine i think yeah. it's you need to understand that sports like it's also like a job there are ups and there are downs <laughs> you mm-hmm. know yeah. for any for these athletes it is their jo- job right yeah. yeah so um that was one thing that uh, i was looking at and just seeing that how can we bring this same like perception of sports to singapore right. but at the same time being at hong kong i was thinking okay what can hong kong aspire towards right, right? then i saw south korea South Korea is just like this whole other level because like let's say they have very profitable leagues I mean in Singapore we have a netball league Mm -hmm. uh, but there in South Korea they have like baseball leagues they have basketball leagues volleyball leagues football leagues yeah Yeah. yeah. and they're all because maybe the big conglomerates there actually have to fund a team right so Mm -hmm. the government plays a sport uh, plays a part in making the sport like for sure important right so and then these teams are profitable the athletes end up being quite well to do they Mm -hmm. end up going to entertainment also and that's a whole new range of things so like after the Tokyo Olympics I think the Korean volleyball team like put up a very good fight even though they didn't medal in the end but when they went back to South Korea they were on like all the variety shows they were on Running Man they were on like whatever famous variety show there was and as someone who like didn't watch the volleyball match but I was just watching variety shows I saw them on every show then it made me want to watch the match yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah. I guess it's, it's kind of like yeah, effect yeah exactly exactly country, right? and then the fan base grows right. and then more, mm-hmm. more people buy tickets to the games right. and then oops and then that's like this whole like circle right. again but right. that's not happening in Singapore yeah for sure I mean I yeah. think like we don't try to not go so much into politics right, right but right. at the end of the day like as long as we are always stuck in the debate of should at least be allowed to defer their NS mm, mm, and all mm. this. It's always this loop of conversations that, yeah, yeah. that we're going through every four or five years. Yeah. And we had a footballer and then yeah. Joseph of schooling. Yeah. And th- there are so many yeah. issues, but we are just circling the same issue, which is deferment. Like, mm. how are we going to move forward as a nation in sports, right? Yeah, I think it depends. I mean, I think South Korea faced the same thing as well, right? right. So South mm. Korea, like, there's also like military right, right, right. Um, like obligations. And I think for them, if they win a gold medal right. or something, they, they are win a medal. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, I think, yeah. 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 yeah, that's one thing. Another thing is that, for example, recently also, you know, the whole BTS debate, right? Like, yeah. whether BTS should go to the army was also a huge debate. Right. Mm. So I think re- regardless, like, there will always be this conversation that's ongoing. So I'm not sure, like, how that will turn out. But I think what we can do is also just change the perception at the earlier stage. Yeah. So in South Korea, people actually, like, see sport as, like, a job. A right. career. Some, right. Yeah, a career, right. something that I can pursue. Yeah. But I think about just something as a, like, as a CCA. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. CCAs don't exist in your life, then yeah. you shouldn't continue right. doing it. I think, yeah. I think it's very sad because, like, even though it is compulsory in Korea, right? As you mentioned, that there's so much support from the government, the local media. Everybody is trying to get the sports, you know, yeah. better known. Yeah. Right. Whereas in Singapore, it's just the the whole army thing, and then that's it. Like, there's no support from the government. There's no, like Joseph mm-hmm. Schooling had to go to US and train, and then yeah. when he comes back, everybody's like, oh, the government is there to shake his hand. Yeah. But how much <laughs> do you really truly support his his career? How much are you truly supporting mm-hmm. using him as a a role model mm-hmm. for the next generation, right? right. Mm-hmm. To show that, hey, you know what? There is a career in, in yeah. sports and all that. And yeah. unfortunately, yeah. you know, like, we are not the society, right? Yeah, yeah but I think it also boils down to, like, population, I guess. Because in South Korea, there's such a big population right. that mm-hmm. internally, they can support their own entertainment industry. Right. Internally, they can support their own sports industry. Right. Mm-hmm. But in Singapore, internally, can we support these two things? I don't think so. 
No, but right, then we come back down to that, that whole idea of like talent drain, right? Where we mm. have a lot of talented people leaving Singapore mm. because there's not enough support, especially when we're talking about the the, the creative side of things, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Like filmmaking and all mm-hmm. these kind of things. Yeah. All the Which, best artists end up going to, <coughs> uh, I don't know, JJ Lin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Hong going Kong. overseas. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think that's a right. funny thing. Like, a lot of people yeah. in Hong Kong were telling me about JJ Lin and Stephanie Sun. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're the Singaporean. The Singaporean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. JJ Lin is crazy, right? He, he's coming to Singapore and like, his tickets got sold out in like, what, two hours? Yeah. He's mad. Yeah. If he had stayed it's in sad. Singapore, there was never a chance for yeah. him, right? Sadly. Yeah. yeah so I think like it's very important like so sports plays this kind of role right. and mm-hmm. it's important to change like this perception as well mm-hmm. okay. so like I mean for now I just hope that one day Singapore will move towards like what Hong Kong is doing right. so at yeah. least our athletes maybe mm-hmm. get invited to fashion week I don't know that's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. but it's probably not the top of the like, bucket list but yeah, then yeah, like yeah. you know just yeah. move towards a more um, a different mindset or right. maybe a different way that the general public can view sport itself like that's right. uh, Sports and athletes are truly a career. And yeah, a and it's like someone like maybe yeah. a sporting hero or whatever right. it is. Mm-hmm. But then for Hong Kong to move more towards like South Korea, right, where it's right. like even more profitable. Because right. I think in Hong Kong at least like there's a Hong Kong Sports Institute, so athletes actually like the top tier elite athletes actually stay there and train full time. But in Singapore, we don't really have a centralized facility. Mm-hmm. Sports for school, right, right. That's about it. Sports school. Oh, right. but that, like the younger that's, people. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like until what you're sixteen. Yeah. Or yeah. some eighteen so, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 16, yeah so it's a bit different. Right. So that's the direction for this athletic club so for this one what we're trying to do is that uh, just to get all the athletes together because I think sometimes you have thoughts on like should I pursue this full time or should I not pursue this full time or what am I like what can I do after this you know so I actually had a talk with quite a few um, people in Sports Singapore about this get some ideas and yeah I think like a lot of times it maybe even boils down to personal branding because I feel like in Hong Kong, the athletes actually like make an effort to appeal right. to the audiences. So I think that's mm-hmm. something like sometimes an athlete you think like, I'm just an athlete. Like, right. you no, know, I don't be on social media. Right. Why do I have to like put on makeup mm-hmm. and do this, all these kind of things? But when you look at the current athletes, they all look like K-pop stars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think sometimes, you know, image yeah, it's image. <clears throat> it's image building and it's something that if you want to elevate something, image plays a big part right, of it. For sure. So for us, like, you know, what we want to do is, you know, for people who are current athletes, we want to be able to have the support system right. where we can actually like maybe bring in more expertise for them. So right. we have like, I'm talking to someone who maybe knows entertainment lawyers or who used to do athlete management mm-hmm. that can give tips on right. like personal styling, personal branding that can help them with this part. Mm-hmm. But maybe people who are transitioning out of being an athlete, then they can talk to people like okay. who transition out or like who could actually maybe give them tips on if they want to start their own business or if they want to go into corporate okay. like how can they get started and right. stuff like that so it's more like a support system right, an athlete's right. village yeah so, right. community building like, that's right, right that's right uh, yeah. is it something that you want to take further like into eventually generating profits as a business no As vision. of now, not really. It's right. just really something I'm doing for fun. Yeah. So, like what you're, what we're doing with mind your business. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So right. it's just like whatever I feel like doing, I'm just gonna do it. So if I'm gonna print t-shirts, I'll just print t-shirts. Right, like right, you know, right. people tell me like, why are you print t-shirts when no one's buying them? Yeah. So like, I just want to wear right. my own t-shirt, right? right so right, yeah. Right. Imagine someone comes up Why are you recording episodes When no one's listening to them <laughs> Yeah because I want to do it man like, Yeah exactly yeah. Exactly So I think sometimes We need to just like Take the idea and run with it right, Please listen right. Yeah <laughs> Yeah that's very interesting Nice yeah. yeah Any athletes listening out Please do support Yes right. uh, How um, can they find you uh, It's a website right 
Yeah, so we do have a website. We do have mm-hmm. Instagram. We have a LinkedIn as well. Oh. So, um, yeah, but we haven't really been we're posting that much. We're more professional than us. So, <laughs> we're trying to, like, you know, image, as we right. said. So, yeah, we're trying to kind of, like, build it up a bit. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes um, it's a bit sensitive to post photos because some athletes actually managed. So, right. we can't really have, like, access to the portrait rides and Ooh, stuff like right, that. Right, right, yeah, right, so right, right, we need right. to be more careful with that. But then we are actually very much active. So, it'll be good. And then, um, yeah, I'm looking to plan an event in Singapore, maybe December 2nd or first okay yeah right. so we'll see how that goes so but, yeah. yeah december first or second uh, if there's any athletes yeah yeah do check them out yeah mm-hmm. right and if you want to find them you can google athlete Im- athlete impact club athlete, athlete impact, impact club. club right right that's right fantastic is there a catchphrase for y'all have you come up with a catchphrase yeah. champion possibilities nice hashtag champion possibilities yeah. all right, right. Uh, before we wrap up our conversation today uh just like to ask you you know a lot of our guests, they have like book recommendations for mm-hmm. our listeners. And mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of founders love to read books. Right. Yeah. Or a business owner in that mindset. So right. do you have a recommendation for us or a book or it could be even a, maybe a YouTube channel or a podcast or whatever medium that you find very helpful and you want to share? Right. So for me, I really like this book. I've been reading it. It's called High Growth Handbook. High Growth Handbook. Yeah, okay. it's right. written by... Yeah, okay. it's actually published by Stripe Press. Okay. Yeah, so Stripe, the payments company. Okay. For podcasts, apart from Mind Your Business SG, wow, I so. think um, <laughs> another one would be like Lenny's podcast. Like, okay. uh, there's this newsletter called ne- Lenny's Newsletter. Mm-hmm. He actually um, used, used to target product managers, but I think it's a good read for everyone, even though you're not a product manager. Okay. It helps you have a better idea of how how product-led growth or how like SaaS businesses work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they he also recently started a podcast. So that has been helpful as oh, well. Oh, nice. Okay. Fantastic. Right. Fantastic. So what, what, what is the High Growth uh, Handbook about? So it's uh it's about how founders or maybe anyone who wants to start a business should actually like grow their business. Okay. Because uh, I think one part that really resonated with me was that someone in the book says that if you're in high growth or hyper growth, then every six months, your company is a whole new company, which I totally agree. Right. The stickful now is not the stickful it was one year ago. It's very right. different. Processes, people, customers, right. product even, you right. know, it's very different. And I think like as an early employee, that's something that you have to adapt to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there'll be growing pains or whatever. Right. Suddenly, I don't know as many people anymore, right. you know. I think like, but that's also part of growing up. And right. that's also in terms of like at which stage of your company should you focus on what? I think that has been helpful nice. in that as well. Okay. Yeah. So, Fantastic. High growth handbook for And Lenny's podcast. Right. Nice. Lenny's right. newsletter. N- Lenny's newsletter. I'm not sure whether the podcast is called Lenny's Podcast. Okay. Okay. But yeah, yeah, it's on it's on Spotify. Yeah, so we'll go check yeah. it out on Spotify. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh to wrap it up, is there one piece of advice that you would have for any budding entrepreneur? Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much uh for your time today. Right. Yep. It's been a great conversation. Yeah. yeah. Thank really you so much, ways. Crystal. Thank Guys, you. you've been listening to Crystal from Sleek Flow. And also, go do check out Athlete Impact Club. Thank you, guys. Hey, this is Crystal, and you're listening to the Mind Your Business SG podcast. Thank you for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify to get a new insightful episode every week. The Mind Your Business SG podcast is hosted by Ashwin Prakash and Tamit Nasif. Thank you to Naim Lutfi for our intro music and if you've enjoyed our show consider rating us it will help us grow the show and make the future episodes that much better have a question for Ash or me head over to our Instagram page at mindyourbusinesssg and ask away 
We read every submission and we might just answer yours in a future episode. If you would like to support us personally, you can reach out to Ash for your finance needs and myself for any creative business solutions. We'll see you soon.